Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Star-Spangled War Stories number 129, cover date October-November 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Joe Kubert, edited by Robert Kaniger. And Our Fighting Forces number 103, cover date October 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Joe Kubert, edited by Robert Kaniger. Featuring My Brothers with Wings, written by Howard Liss, art by Russ Heath, and The Tunnels of Death, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Jack Abel. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Once I believed that when love came to me Tommy Miller has no wings, but will that stop him from dive-bombing the Japanese Navy? No siree! Meanwhile, Captain Hunter witnesses several paratroopers jump into enemy territory. They are fired upon from the ground, so Hunter tries to protect them. The troopers are all killed, but one man lives long enough to pass his mission along to Captain Hunter. Concerned? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Would you like to spend Christmas on Dinosaur Island. I would. <laughs> Hell no. Why? Struggle for your life all the time. Struggle for your Island. life? Who's struggling for their lives? You could be raised by pterodactyls and become a, well. Well, maybe if you're dropped by your mother from a plane in a parachute and raised by a pterodactyl from, from very young. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Hmm. I wish somebody would come and raise these dogs correctly. What's wrong? Well, they've done been nothing but trouble today. Well, you know what they need. What? They need their nils trimmed. Uh, I've, as you know, I've been trying to feed the cat and dogs at the same time right. on opposite sides of their barrier gate. How's that working out? Well, yesterday it worked great. Today, not. Okay. Uh, I took the f- dog food upstairs. Mm-hmm. As you know, the dogs are expected to sit and wait until they are given the okay to go right. to eat. Yes. 
Well, the minute I turn my back to open the gate to take the cat food in, and as you know, my fat ass will not fit through the gate, so it takes me a while. I have to maneuver very carefully. Uh, no sooner do I turn my back than Junebug goes for her bowl. Oh, yeah. So I'm screaming at Junebug, which makes Butler nervous. The cat scampers away. Uh, I get her to back off, and then I turn my back again, and next thing now she's in Butler's bowl eating. <sighs> Well, you know, you well know you it was the, madness. Well, you, you have to put the dog's food down last because of I all the creatures. I can't because then I'm going to be on the other side of the gate. Oh, uh, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, you just can't have Junebug. The, she, she doesn't have that sort of control. That's all. Well, I know what I'm going to tell you. We need you know a maid. You know what you could do? No, we need a maid. A live-in maid. Like Hazel? Like Hazel. Uh, in fact, just... Yes, Hazel is what I want. I would do, I, if I could afford it, I would have a live-in maid, someone to vacuum and and cl- clean up this house every day. Just come home and like everything's spotless. My martini's waiting for me, you know. Well, like you've my, got that. Oh, that's sweet. Um, actually, what would she do? We wake up in the morning and the coffee's already made because we set it at the night before. Yeah. You know, we help each other in cooking. You yeah. Know, I come downstairs, open the, the refrigerator in the evening, and there's a cocktail waiting mm-hmm. for me, which is just like the most kindest thing you can do for me in the evening. I mean, honestly, why would we need a maid? Well, because she would help me with the dog food, number one. Mm-hmm. She would, uh, her boyfriend would be the butcher down at the food lion, and so we'd get the choice cuts of meat. Okay. Sam? Uh, you know, you're thinking of Alice. Okay. Uh, Hazel's boyfriend was, I don't remember. Okay. Um, She'd be friends with the mailman. She'd know all the neighborhood gossip, which would aid me in my position as president of the HOA. That's true. And uh, she'd just, you know, say witty things in a funny accent. What's that accent she has? Oh, Oh, Mr. B. Oh, Mr. B. Is that Brooklyn? Oh, she'd call you Dr. B. Dr. B. Dr. B. And of course, I would be the butt of everyone's jokes. I'd yes. be the, because I'm the mean one, mm-hmm. right? Yes, well so. known. Oh, Doctor Tudor is so awful. Can you believe he did that thing uh, that he he raised his voice to me the other day? No, now she's not Jewish. Um, <laughs> um, we don't know Hazel's religion actually. Well, I mean, she doesn't talk like a New York Jewish woman, you know, like this. She kind of does. No, she doesn't. She talks. Ah, I don't know what it is like. Anyway. Your husband is such a penny pincher. Why don't you get him to raise your allowance? No, no that doesn't does sound not, right. No, no. It's, it's too, you're doing the this, the vowels like this too much. She does talk up like this, but it's more, it's, it's more, a little bit more nasal, and the vowels don't round out as much as that. Like young that, people, yeah. we're talking about the television show Hazel, starring mm-hmm. Shirley Booth. One of the best television shows you ever. You can find ever. it on YouTube or Instagram, or wherever you children watch your television shows. Uh, no. Anyway. Our one listener is not going to enjoy any of Hazel, I bet. Uh, he might, since he grew up without television, he's got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> hey, let's get on. So, Star Spangled, Spangled War, War Stories, Stories, number 129. The Navy pilot was reared by flying giant creatures. Spoiler alert, they're pterodactyls. Yeah. He alone could call my, my brothers, brothers with, with wings. wings. There is a man in a loincloth. I'm in already. I'm totally With 100% a rifle. In. Mm-hmm. Fighting a Japanese kamikaze pilot. Okay, this has a lot of my favorite things. Yeah. Okay, wilderness. 
Yes. Okay, that's like number three. Number one, The Man in the Loincloth. Yes. Yeah, right? Joe Kubert did on the cover. On a pterodactyl. On a pterodactyl. On like dinosaurs. Like, I never outgrew my fascination with dinosaurs. Sure. So, and, and, and here we are, and it's, and it's, there's war, there's fighting, there's a man riding a dinosaur or shooting a gun at Japanese. It's everything. It's everything. He had been picked up at sea years ago. A boy who made strange animal sounds, whose heart was in the skies. As he grew up, he dreamed of a faraway place where life was savage, where he was swept aloft on the backs of huge birds, whom he called My My Brothers Brothers with with Wings. Now, if you thought that the cover by Joe Cooper was great, where do you get a load of this Russ Heath art? Russ Heath. Russ Heath. Uh, Now. By the way. Yes. If you're wondering why I'm still full of energy. Yes. I had an energy drink on the way home. Oh, fuck. You're well, not going to sleep at all tonight. I, but I did just go do the, the, the stationary bicycle, read my comic, and then stretched and stretched and stretched. So I should be fine. I'm sorry. Pardon my French listener. Fudge. <laughs> now, we open with a military conference of some kind. They are explaining this man in charge jesus why do these pilots have their pilot helmets on with their goggles they don't wear them inside the the on the ship inside you don't know maybe they just landed recon photos show a small jap task force that's the japanese were in world war ii was totally destroyed in this area this area here the question is, how and by whom? There are no allied units operating in this sector, at least none that could do so much damage. We've got to find out who those unknown heroes are. And the handsome officer turns to us, the reader, and yes. says, I could tell him plenty, but they'd never believe a word. They'd toss me in the brig and throw away the key if I was lucky. No, Admiral, you're going to keep guessing for the rest of your life. Let's have a flashback, shall we? Years ago... When he was just a baby and his air-minded mom took him along when she tried a solo hop from Australia to the Philippines, a lady pilot? What? Of course. Amelia Earhart. Alice Smith. No, I'm joking. I know. I know. Alice Smith. You're right, because most of these comics are very sexist. Also, yeah. Australia to the Philippines, that doesn't seem like very far. Aren't they right close together? Honestly, I don't know how 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 far apart they are. I mean, it's not like going from Los Angeles to the Philippines. Oh God, no! It's it's right there in the same neighborhood. Uh, yeah, probably um, part of the same landmass. If there was no ocean, well, <laughs> that was the stupidest thing. Shut up! That's like me and my that that role playing game that we did where I projected a whale inside of our dream. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There she goes, Alice Smith and her six month old son. <laughs> <laughs> on the Pacific flight she was to take before her husband crashed. She's got plenty of nerve. Moxie, I believe they called they it back called in the it, day. But they didn't write Moxie in here. All she had to guide her were a compass and a prayer. Then a freak storm came up and knocked the compass out. Well, thoughts and prayers, Alice. <laughs> now, just in case, she has uh, rigged up a parachute around the baby's cradle, because remember, he's six months old. Yeah. Then, out of the blackness of a dark cloud, a pterodactyl bites the tail off the plane. As you know, planes don't do very well without tails. Uh, (laughs) What? Thank you. That was so obvious. Yeah. Uh, The plane also bursts into flames somehow. 
But luckily, the baby was ejected in his cradle with a parachute. That's because she attached a parachute to his cradle. Right, that's what I said before. Okay, all right. Um, And as the wind howled and the sky flashed, jagged shafts of lightning reveal that the baby dropped right into Into a pterodactyl nest. A pterodactyl nest. Yes. Now, I would think the pterodactyls would instantly eat the child. Yeah, because these are hungry baby pterodactyls, but maybe they're like juvenile bald eagles who don't learn how to feed themselves. They have to wait for the mother to chew it up. And vomit into their mouths. Mm -hmm. Well, the mother takes a shine to this child. She sure does. Maybe she took it for granted that Tommy was a different kind of a bird. Mm. But he was adopted by the mother pterodactyl. Mama pushed the other birds out of her nest when they grew older. But somehow she seemed to know that this little one had no wings. And she let it stay. Of course, they would talk to each other by going... Squeeze! Scream! And then one day, the boy tasted the sweet tang of the clouds <sighs> beating into his face as the huge bird swooped high through the skies I over that lonely island. Feel the wind against my face and in my hair. <laughs> He's riding atop the back of one of the pterodactyls. Now, there are other creatures on the island, Rob. Savage, deadly killers. But the huge birds always answered the calls of Tommy. And he would summon them to swoop around the other giant dinosaurs and throw rocks and things at them to beat them off. <laughs> beat them off. I didn't then, one day, <laughs> then one day, while the boy was riding on the back of his bird brother, mm-hmm. far out at sea, a bolt of fire rammed the pterodactyl. Yeah. Uh, and they plummet down to the surface of the ocean because it's... Uh, I wasn't clear if this was lightning or if it was they were shot from the Navy. Yeah, it doesn't say, actually. Uh, there is lightning in the background, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's just lightning. Mm-hmm. A long time after the bird had finally sunk beneath the waters of the South Pacific, a ship comes along and sees this boy Tommy bobbing in the waves. They rescue him, of course. But when he recovers, all he can do is make this sound. Scream! Now, why why is the boy wearing a loincloth? Well, for modesty, I would imagine. For for the, like, because I would think if you were a baby and you're raised by pterodactyls, none of whom are wearing clothing, and there are no other humanoids Mm -hmm. wearing clothing, you're probably going to run around naked. Well, as you know, humans have an innate sense of shame, uh, modesty about their bodies. Yes, shame, you might say. Um, that comes from God. Okay. God makes us feel shame about our naked is, bodies. Is he a Christian? God? No, this child. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure his mother Alice Smith was because she was praying that her plane would make it to the Philippines. So, she, of course, she probably had him baptized. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sure. was indoctrinated into mm-hmm. religion yeah. really mm-hmm. early. Okay, good. In fact, he may have been wearing the loincloth. This may be his diaper. That he was has just been wearing since he was dumped out of the side of the plane on a parachute. Or maybe it's the parachute that the pterodactyls fashioned into a covering of some kind. Okay. We don't know. There's no there's very little information in the text here. Finally, he calms down on board the ship, but he's still like Leo DiCaprio was up at the prow of the ship but calling in, to his brothers. Instead of feeling the wind in his hair, he's calling scream. I'm the king of the world. 
<laughs> they land in Frisco, and the strange boy is turned over to the authorities and finally ends up at an orphanage. Thank God. Uh, do you think Supergirl's there too? Linda Lee? Probably. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the pilot's name was Alice Smith. Mm-hmm. This boy they name at the orphanage Tommy Smith. Mm-hmm. How do they know who he is? How do they know who his mother was? I, you know, this comics were written for children. Well, I don't know about this comic. But... I wouldn't let a child read this horror tale. And of course, the 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 lovely um, marm of the yes. of the um, of the orphanage says, "Children, this is Tommy Smith. He's going to stay with us from now on." Wait, she would have a more pleasant voice. <clears throat> He's going to stay with us from now on. Please be friendly with him. He finds it difficult to talk the way we do. He must have been once... Wait, wait. He must have once been badly frightened. Uh, now, the first time a bully tries to pick on Tommy, it's the last bullying he'll ever do because oh. Tommy attacks him like a wild pterodactyl. Yeah. He jumps up on the guy and starts pounding his face in. Yep. Uh, the other kids... Well, no. honestly, if you're new to an orphanage sure. as, as a pecking order, you better establish yourself as yeah. dominant right away. And I imagine this is probably, what, the 30s? An orphanage in the 30s is probably a pretty rough place. Um, the other children learn to leave Tommy alone because he's unusual. He does learn to talk, but he is still a loner. And sometimes he can be seen high on a hill, looking out to sea... Screaming. Screaming! <laughs> End of part one. Let's turn to part two. Tommy grew up right into World War II. Where would you like to fight, son? I'd like to be in the South Pacific, sir. (laughs) Be a naval aviation cadet, says in the sign behind him. Yes. Yes. Uh, Now, Cadet Smith handles a plane like it was part of his body, like he was half bird. Well, what do you know? How would they know that he was raised by pterodactyls? He was born to fly. That's well, right. he's also, don't forget, he's the son of famous aviatrix, Alice Smith. Both of his lost. parents crashed in fiery uh-huh. deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things aren't looking very good for this guy. As a matter of fact, things are not looking very good for this guy. <laughs> now, Tommy is assigned to an aircraft carrier. And while the other pilots are asleep, Tommy is keeping his vigil, screeching out across the ocean. He's looking for his island. Yes, he sure but is. he doesn't know where to look, of course. No, because... You know, the island's quite large. It would have to be large to support an uh, ecosystem full of dinosaurs, I would think. Mm, mm-hmm. But I also believe that we read later it's enshrouded in mist. Like Kong Island, or no, what's that? Skull Island. Yes, that's a common trope with these islands. Sure. And shroud them in some sort of mystic Or, mist. you know, we don't know. It might be in another dimension. <gasps> in this universe? Maybe. You never know. Uh, you know, or maybe it's protected by magic, like Paradise Island. Like Paradothemiscira. Yeah. Um, Tommy goes into combat. Uh, now, he doesn't have clear memories. He doesn't exactly know what he's looking for. Because he's in combat and he says, I kind of remember fighting in the sky. Like maybe it happened before, but it, no, not against men. Well, he was young. He was young. He's got hazy memories. Now, a kamikaze Japanese pilot crashes into the aircraft carrier, blows it to smithereens. So Tommy's only got the tank, the, the gas in his tank. Right. And he's got to find some place to land. And he still has his 100 pound bombs. Yes, he's got a full complement of 100-pound bombs. So he flew across uncharted waters, yes. brought him nothing but a long plunge to the blue, blue Pacific. Yes. Half a tank of gas left soon. Gotta find some land soon. And then 
He saw the tall peaks rising out of the mists, the forbidding jungle, the lonely island lost in the great ocean. That's it. My My island, island. my home. I'm I'm home. home. Is this home? Can it be? This is where I remember flying with the giant things with giant dragon wings. Just on top of my head, I'm just writing this song. Tommy might sing in his head. Scream! Only it sounds like that out loud. (laughs) Ah, and Smith saw something else too. Chaps! Heading for my island. Yes. They'll be there in a couple of hours. He sees the ships blow. Yeah. Um, He says, okay, down there, um, maybe you're in for a real interesting reception party. Some brothers of mine won't be wanting your company. So this is all coming back to him. Yes. He 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 didn't remember where his island was. He he remembered that he'd been involved in aerial combat before, but wasn't quite sure. Now it's like, (gasps) memories, 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 memories all flooding in. And guess what else he's got stowed in his luggage compartment? His loincloth. loincloth. Now's the time to use it. What? God, the smell. Well, I, I'm sure they laundered it at the orphanage. Oh. That's what orphans do. Ow. He sets his plane down on the sandy beach, changes into his first skin loincloth with a sigh of relief. Grabbed some arms and ammo and started into the jungle. Um, He's going to hunt for his brothers with wings. But first he comes across one of these giant dinosaurs. Well, I know you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, he instinctively calls out for his brothers, which seems to translate into my brothers with wings, help your small brother with no wings. Yes. The brothers with wings answer his call. One comes swooping in just under the jaws of the pounding monster. Seems to be some kind of tyrannosaur species with horns on the top of its head and dilated pupils. (laughs) Solid black. Um, Tommy is delighted that he has been remembered by his winged brother. He hugs him and they fly away. Yeah, they fly away, but the the pterodactyl is grabbed by the tyrannosaur just as it's escaping. Tommy says, don't worry, I will help you with this phosphorus grenade I happen to have in my loincloth. Now, I think it would probably kill that dinosaur the dinosaurs never had anything like that probably yeah i mean Um, for dinosaurs the only things that can kill you really are other dinosaurs and falling off cliffs right and uh, lightning strikes yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. now uh his other brothers with oh in old age Uh uh-huh and disease yes or asteroids asteroids striking Mm -hmm. the earth okay a lot of things can kill dinosaurs all of the other pterodactyls uh luckily have not left the nest ever (laughs) No, they just go back to the cliff. That's where they all live together. Well, all right. Don't they have you saw Fantasia, mates right? or yes? You know what they know. We've seen how dinosaurs live. Now he holds a council of war with the pterodactyls, telling them of the enemy. A council, which of means war. help me, brothers with wings. Together we shall destroy them. The bird's taken back to his plane, the airborne route, meaning he rides on the back of one of them, and he says, that monster is crunching my plane like it was a hunk of popcorn. Yes, he had landed his plane on the beach, and now it's destroyed by the dinosaur. While the pterodactyls distracted the ridgebacked beast, he treated the steg, meaning the stegosaurus, to a new kind of tonsillectomy, and he's just killing. He's like firing the... Um, I just have one problem. What? This is clearly not a stegosaurus. 
And any child reading this, even in the 1960s, would know every yes. variety of dinosaur then known to man. Yes, not stegosaurus. Anyway, uh, now he fires a gun at this dinosaur and uh, says, we can't be bothered with you. We've got a lot of work to do to fight off the Japanese Navy. Well, I'll tell you what. The, the Not only is this guy smart, these pterodactyls are incredibly intelligent. They allow themselves to be rigged up as bombers. Yes. He straps these 100-pound bombs, to e one to each pterodactyl, with some kind of a arming system that he can just pull a cord and the bombs are going to drop right onto the Japanese Navy, which is exactly what happens. Not only do they have bombs, but they also have boulders the size of a kitchen sink. And they, yes. he trains them, or he they obey him, and they drop them onto yeah. the... Yeah, yeah, onto onto the, the tankers, uh, and the Japanese armada is sunk, destroyed. Now there are some planes in the air, and uh, there are no match for pterodactyls with a man with a rifle on top because he's going to shoot these planes down. Except his buddy gets shot. Yes, sadly, his big brother wounded. Now he, this is the pterodactyl that he's riding, is wounded. And so he glides his brother pterodactyl down into the ocean. Mm -hmm. His fellow winged brothers form a protective circle around him, allowing him time to swim off where he has seen some ships on the horizon. Hopefully they are Yank ships. And guess what? They were. They pull Tommy aboard, and later we come to our opening scene when they are... Well, we've come full circle half We sure have. Uh, the Admiral's trying to figure out how the Japanese task force was totally destroyed. How? By whom? No U.S. units are operating in this sector. And then, of course, Tommy Smith says, I could tell him, but they'd think I was nuts. Right. So Tommy flies on, and now his hopes are as high as the soaring clouds because he knows where his island is. He can find his way home. And indeed, I will come back soon, my brothers with wings, in two issues. Oh, we're going to see some more I of these. Know, right? I loved this story. Same girl, same. Oh. Except. What? I, how did we avoid him not becoming the superhero? You don't All think, of the uh, elements okay, are there. Okay, yes, okay, so he doesn't have supernatural powers, except that he can commune with pterodactyls. Yes, he should be able to fly because, like... He's, he was born of two human parents, both of well, whom apparently uh, were terrible pilots. Famously, the Black Condor from Quality Comics in the 1940s, he was raised by condors, uh -huh. and just by studying their wing movements and air currents, he was able to fly. Oh, really? And it had mm -hmm. nothing to do with the fact that birds are constructed differently and don't have solid bones? No, all he had to do was study. I don't think oh. Tommy can't concentrate very well, I don't think. Oh, okay. I mean, he's good with languages, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. if he'd studied mm -hmm. a little harder, he'd mm -hmm. be able to fly. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we could have had a pterodactyl man, superhero. <sighs> yeah. With a gun. Except pterodactyls don't actually do very well in combat. Right. They're kind of, they are kind of clumsy, but that's yeah. where he could, because he's, you know, he's a skinny fella. He could just dart and weave and bob around, okay. fight the Japanese. Mm. He could have teamed up with Hawkman, because they both speak bird language. Mm -mm -mm. He could have teamed up with, uh, 
What is a uh, lizard-based superhero from World War II? Let me think. Uh, Golden Gecko. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Dragon Man. Yes, I'm making all of these. Oh. No, there was a red dragon, I believe. One of the off-brand superheroes. Listener must be pulling his hair out right now. Um, I am delighted to report, though, that uh, Tommy Smith will be back. I am so excited. Two issues. And his superhero name, I'm just going to call him a superhero, is Brother Without Wings. Okay. Are you ready? Or how about Leather Brother from Another Mother? <laughs> what? Or le- 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 Leather Winged Ooh. Brother from Another Mother. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I like. What did you call him again? Brother without wings. Brother without wings. That's his official Brother name. Without actually. Um, Brother without wings. <laughs> Tommy Smith. We'll yeah. see you later. We'll now, see you later. Captain Hunter. Yes. As you recall, Phil Hunter is a Green Beret. He is in Vietnam. His twin brother, Nick, has been captured by the Viet Cong. Mm-hmm. As all twins do, he has a psychic link with his twin brother. Right. And so he knows that Nick is captured and in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so Phil has uh, quit the service yes. and devoted his life to finding and rescuing his brother with the aid of pretty, quote, Lu- Oriental Koopy doll. Li Liu, Lu Li. Lu Lin. Lu Lin. Uh, who he believes to be a Viet Cong spy. Nonetheless, he's been following her through the jungle. And I uh, have to tell you, if she's a Viet Cong spy, she's going to a lot of trouble to lead him into a trap because this girl has been crawling through the jungle Mm -hmm. in a cocktail dress Mm -hmm. and uh, three-quarter-inch pumps. Yeah, yeah. She's going through a lot of trouble. And I have to say, if this... Effing story. Yep. Does not resolve soon. I am going to lose my shit. Define soon. Like in a couple issues. Oh, yeah, you're good. Oh, God. Oh, we have been talking about this guy for years. And I, I think it's only been like three issues. <laughs> yes, but spread out over how much time? Oh, years, yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. Now, I knew... My twin brother, I'm speaking in the voice of Phil Hunter. I knew. I knew my twin brother. Also, Phil. Yeah, what? Well, that's not very, you know, you think of a Captain Hunter, you want to think like Dave Hunter or... Blade. Blade Hunter, but Phil. Philip. My name's Phil. Phil. I knew my twin brother was out there somewhere, alive, and I'd find him if it took a lifetime of grubbing through the steaming Vietnam jungles. Nothing would stop me, not the oriental chick named Lu Lin, who was my guide. If you're a new listener, by the way, just, you know. I'm quoting. He's totally quoting. We have talked about how awful, sexist and racist all these comics are, which we don't support. We make fun of it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not the oriental chick named Lu Lin, who was my guide. Not the VC, that's short for Viet Cong. Lurking under every blade of jungle grass and not a promise I'd made to a dying man who'd been sent on a mission to chart... The Tunnels of Death. This is from our Fighting Forces, number 103, featuring Captain Hunter. Now, he's... uh, We are are in media... In media race race. because he has found his brother. 
which when I saw this first page, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. This is right. What's going on here? And I was thrown. Yeah, I, thrown for a loop. loop. Sure. I really was. Same. Yeah. Uh, Captain Hunter has found his brother, Nick, and he's here to free you and shoot this Viet Cong soldier dead. He frees his brother. They escape into the jungle, fighting Charlie all the way. Killing, Charlie. killing, killing, yeah, killing. Charlie is short for Viet Cong. And of course, of Nick course. says, you know, before we scram, I got a few old scores to settle up with the jokers who played host to me. I want to tell them personally, the accommodations around here are terrible. That's a machine gun. But the Kong wasn't letting two prize packages go without a tussle. Behind you, Nick. Sneaky. Nick took care of that Kong's bridge work. <laughs> I'm not a practicing dentist, Charlie, but you're my regular. Uh, but you're not my regular patient either. Stay on a soft diet for a while. He knocks him out. He punches him so hard the guy goes flying back in the air. Remember that back in the old days when you get a cavity filled and you'd have to come home and eat like graham crackers soaked in milk and things you couldn't eat hard food for the whole day <laughs> nope just me i had cavities filled often as a child we had such sugary things in our house sorry for the pause there listener we just had a little exciting moment here in the house the uh cat who was upstairs with a gate uh, at the base of the stairs With a closed. gate at the base of the stairs, With- in front of which was a dog who likes to chase and eat cats. Somehow the cat got down the stairs, past the dog. We don't, we don't even know how that happened. And into the kitchen, and that's when the dog saw him <laughs> and gave chase. And gave chase. We got it all under control, but I don't know how he got past the dog. I don't either. It's the damnedest thing. Maybe he, he must maybe he has pterodactyl brothers. <laughs> he must have jumped over the railing, I, at the side. I don't know. Or through the railing, I should say. Yeah. What a funny thing. Anyway, graham yeah. crackers and milk <laughs> sounds delicious. Yeah, sure. Okay, so. Ah, uh, so they, so they're fighting their way out the jungle, right? Um, right, and they, they're free. They get free, but then a pretty manicured set of nails comes and covers Phil's mouth. Right. It wasn't Nick. It was Lou Lin. And it wasn't his twin brother. She was shutting him up. She says, "Be quiet. You made enough noise to waken all the Vietnam's ancestors. Oh, all of Vietnam's ancestors. <laughs> a Kong patrol is not a dozen yards away. So he was dreaming. Dreaming, yeah." yeah. Uh, it looks so real. I could still see that Kong village before my eyes. Every nail in every hut. Every foot of the jungle we crossed to get there. Yeah. Now I'm going to go back and review the pictures of these huts because I don't think there's nails. I think I, these are just wooden rope and sticks and uh, grass. And yeah, things. I mean, there's, there's like grass covering on them. You don't know. Maybe wooden pegs. Who knows? Anyway, uh, Viet Cong patrol is traipsing through the jungle. Um... Now, where are they going? Because there's no place to go. They're not going to ambush anybody. There's no U.S. units operating here. Mm-hmm. So where are they running to and what? Uh, typo number one, first of all. Mm-hmm. Where are they running to, T-O-O? Oh, I didn't even notice that before. Well, I'm an editor, so I'm paid to notice these so things. So am I, but... Also, I said typo, and it's not typed. This is somebody handwriting hand- yeah. letters in with mistakes. So where's Charlie running to... And why? <laughs> or unless you put a comma. So where's Charlie running? Two. Also. 
doesn't make any sense. So, um, it didn't take long for the answer to show up. Yes. The big ones from Guam. So, there are bombers from Guam. Big bombers from Guam uh, laying down some uh, righteous justice in the jungle. Yeah. When I was reading this issue, I wanted to keep track of how many times he said the words, like a. He does this a lot. Like, what my feet were like a miniature earthquake. He always oh, like, he refers to her like a, a Cupid doll, like yeah. a this. He does this all the time. Like Sergeant Ruff does that all the time. Yeah. He can feel the ground shaking. Uh, now, he is still following Lulin through the jungle. He still doesn't trust her. He calls her the ice water lady. Mm. Um, but he has no choice but to follow her because otherwise he has no idea where to go. Right. Now, she he does realize that she has rescued him on many occasions. Every single episode she's rescued uh-huh. him. Mm-hmm. Now, he sees a U.S. transport plane fly overhead after they've been hiking all day. And three parachuters, no, paratroopers. Paratroopers. Parachute out of the plane and are immediately struck down by Viet Cong who are hiding in the jungle. Because they are coming down like pendulums on the old grandfather clock. Um, they are shot to ribbons. Uh, Captain Hunter bursts out and shoots these snipers. But isn't that interesting, that panel there with the guys that are that are limp in their parachutes? Uh-huh. That's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, he throws a grenade and assumes that the snipers have been destroyed. There is one paratrooper who's still alive, uh, who's also a Green Beret. Mm-hmm. And he reports that their mission was to map Viet Cong tunnels, which are loaded with arms yeah. and troops. And that's why the bombers repeatedly strafe the area, but they don't do anything because they just chew up the turf. They never touch the tunnels underground, which are reinforced by cement, as we learn in a moment. They just want to know where the tunnels are, how deep they are, how extensive the system is. He says, Captain Hunter, you've got to take on our mission. And he says, no can do, brother. I've got to find my twin, and that's the only thing I'm going to do. But it was no use because those guys back there gave their lives. Aren't we your brothers, too? (laughs) So he reached into the dead trooper's shirt and took out the sketch Patty carried. Yep. It's got a map of the tunnels. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's to, to make a map of the tunnels, right? Well, yeah, but they must have some idea of where to go okay. to find the entrance to the tunnel, he right? Said, even as I walked away, even as I tried to blot Nick out of my mind, I could hear my twin brother's voice, see his face, my face. You can hear me, twin. You know you'll find me someday. Day, day, day. Hang day. on, Nick. Hang on. I promise. I've got to keep that promise. But I'll keep looking for you, Nick. Soon. Soon! As soon as I'm through here. Because there's lots of exclamation points. So he has to temporarily postpone his search for Nick. Because he made a promise to a dying man. Mm-hmm. Um, now he apologizes to Lu Lin because he's also sidetracking her. Because I believe she's going back to her home village or mm-hmm. something. I've kind of lost her story. She says, you're a man of honor, Captain Hunter. It is written in our Vietnamese lore. A man's word is a brother to his courage. I like that saying. Mm-hmm. A, man's, a man's word is a brother to his courage. I shall go with you. They find an entrance to the tunnels. And... Only later finds out that one of those snipers that he thought were dead is not dead. He's mm-hmm. been following them. And the sniper wants to go back to headquarters and warn his commander. Yes. Meanwhile, 
Lu Lin, and he kept boring ahead deeper and deeper into the blackness for what seemed an eternity. That's a great panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're creeping through the tunnels, and that's no wonder that the B-52s couldn't dent this place. The walls are solid concrete, 10 feet thick, maybe 30 to 40 feet down. They'll have to take it out the old-fashioned way. Guys on the ground with a TNT. So these are not these are pretty sophisticated caves. They've got a lighting system down there, mm-hmm. rooms. It's like a bunkers. Whole, yes, it's a whole little city down there. Mm-hmm. He refers to it like it was a New York subway, <laughs> ready for rush hour crowd. Now the Viet Cong must have been pretty sure nobody would find this because they've just got openly stored munitions, uh, booby traps. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, Captain Hunter is drawing a map to the whole place. Uh, Lulin says the only way to complete the map is for us to separate. You map your section and I will inspect another and we meet at this spot in one hour. He still doesn't trust her. No, he thinks she's yeah, going to go. Sounds, uh, if you're on the level, then maybe you know more than you're telling. Yeah. Maybe Charlie's just around the corner somewhere Somewhere. And you don't want to be around when the slugs start flying. Okay, move out. Bye. It's a chance I've got to take. He's saying, thinking this. Right, right, right. He's saying it out loud. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, the Viet Cong have, uh, well, that soldier has made it back to the headquarters and he's reported everything that's happened. Uh, they go to the tunnel to find him and just then Lu Lin is emerging from the tunnel. Looks like he fires a shot at her head. At her head. Yeah. He assumes that she must be a spy. They capture her and start to question her. But Nick, no, Phil, Phil, Phil. hears the shot the through shot. the tunnel system. So he turns around and races to rescue her. Yes. Uh, she's not answering any of his questions. Any of the, the, the Viet Cong's questions. Right. Oh, and I was confused. I thought that she was exiting the tunnel. She's actually just in one of these hallways that are well lit. Right. I was confused by the lighting. Mm. Um, I was too, actually. I did thought. I thought. Well, no, she's. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought she was outside, but I. I get it. Yeah. She was actually captured in the tunnel. He finds her uh, on the verge of being tortured by the Viet Cong, and so he busts in the room and starts. Punching fisticuffs. He does a really good job of taking these guys down and rescuing her. Yeah, he punches this one guy, grabs his gun, and shoots the other guard. Uses the guy he just shot as, as a, a sh- body shield yeah. to take the bullets. He saves Lulin's life. They make for the exit. The map is good enough for the allies to figure out what's going on. Right. They get to the edge of the tunnel and look at the forest and they see a u.s a u.s air force transport transport yeah but unfortunately it's taking a lot of fire yes it's the Viet Cong also sees it it crashes into the jungle now no survivors on that one they have the map what are we going to do they come upon a canal which is a raised artificial canal i guess no, all canals no, are artificial no, no. Are you sure? A canal would be man-made. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Uh, it's raised and sitting directly over some of the bunkers they just explored. Mm-hmm. And there's a little sheep, uh, sheep, ship. 
No, it's a canal. It's a boat. It's a boat. Yeah, it's a boat. So it's it's a, but it's got a covering over, like a metal covering over the yeah. hull. And he says, um, "No wonder our guys went nuts trying to find out where the bombs uh, just chewed up a lot of." Um, excuse me. No wonder our guys went nuts trying to find out why their bombs just chewed up a lot of the jungle. Who'd think to look for a Kong tunnel under a peaceful canal? Not me. Yeah, he says maybe this is the break we've been looking for, Lulin. So there's a Viet Cong soldier there uh, guarding the sampan. That's, That's what the, it's called. The boat, sampan. Uh, now, Hunter thinks they can use this boat to get them out of danger and float to Allied HQ. No, that's what Lou Lin thinks. Hunter says, no, we'd never get a mile before we'd been spotted by Charlie. Now, what they can do... Interesting, because he says, um, we would be be turned into a mess of, of Swiss cheese. He missed an opportunity to say, like a mess of Swiss cheese. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, he's actively asking Lulin for help. Maybe he's starting to trust her, finally. She said, I will help you. Do I not owe you my life? Uh, he attacks this Viet Cong spy. He sets Lulin up with the machine gun, which is inside the boat. Yes? I'm raising my hand. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, Phil is a badass. He's a Green Beret. He just... Freaking kills and kills and kills and never tires. Well, obviously he does tire. He was at the start of the issue. He was taking a siesta. But I wish I knew the Ballad of the Green Berets off the top of my head by Sergeant Barry Sadler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know my sister had a date with him. I know. Uh, so Lou Lin is there with the machine gun on the sampan. He goes back to the tunnels. Mm-hmm. He is going to gather some dynamite. Mm-hmm. He comes upon the munitions room, and there's a guard in there, and he's afraid if he shoots, he's going to ignite some TNT. So he relies again on his fisty cuffs. And takes the guy out. Yep. He grabs up some TNT, takes it back to the boat. Uh, Lou Lin is mowing down the Viet Cong on the opposite shore. Yeah, he needs time to, to rig up the TNT to explode. The idea is that it's going to explode in the sandpan directly over the tunnel mm-hmm. and blast through and flood the tunnels. Mm-hmm. He lights the fuse. He grabs Lu Lin and dives off the side of the boat. Isn't it weird? He says, um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He says about the, about the, hull, the water. The water was warm. It was like taking a bath in tepid tea. Ugh. Gross. So like a bath. Yeah. Tepid tea. Ugh. <laughs> So uh, they need to get out of the way. They swim. They They have to get out of the water because the shock waves could uh, injure them. They get out of the water. It just so happens. And they're they're, all under fire. I mean, right. Yeah. And remember that the canal is raised. So there's an embankment that they can roll down on the other side. They flatten down on the ground just as the TNT goes off, blows a hole in the bottom of the canal, rips a gaping hole in the roof of the tunnel, and tons of water go pouring through the grap the gap roaring through every hidden side branch. Like Phil says, won't be needing this map. Reckon photos of this will show HQ what happened. Tunnels Re- around are just a playground Re- for little... Recon f- photos. What did I say? Reckon. Oh, reckon. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. We all make one mistake <laughs> in our lives. Uh, the tunnels now are just a playground for little fishes, and we can continue our journey. He says, yeah, gotta find Nick. He's out there somewhere. I know it. I can hear his voice. Don't give up, Nick. Don't lose faith. I'm coming to get you. He says to the shadowy visage of his brother in the sky. 
of his own face because they're twins. Mm. Well, I have to say that I enjoyed the pterodactyl story much more than Captain Hunter. I'm ready for him to wind this up. And I still enjoy Captain Hunter's stories, okay. but I am ready for this to wind up. I mean, every issue is just basically them walking through walking the forest, through the beating up people. Encountering and, yeah. some adventure. Uh, do I trust her? Don't I trust her? She gets captured. He gets captured. Blah, 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 blah. Come on. Wrap it up, folks. I have to say that her hair has not lost any body. She's got that... She's cute a little, little flip. flip, doesn't she? Yeah, Margo, that's hard to do. Margo, Margo, what's her name? Uh, no, Marnie. Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. That girl. Yeah. Um, that's hard to do in the steamy jungle. Oh well, yeah. Maintain that. She has been kept herself put together. Yep. Look at her. He's not doing bad either. He's, I mean, he's getting beaten up, but um, yeah, but like it hasn't ripped his shirt or anything. No, just, he's just so good. He's totally focused. He's been kicking ass. She's and been kicking ass. Both of them been kicking ass. Something of the Green Berets. I don't know that song. I know. Well, uh, I know of it. I don't know any of the words. I just know I the Green either. Berets. Yeah, yeah, that's. But, yeah. I think that's the only word. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheck Pod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcasts from. You can tell all your friends to listen to us each and every week because that's how often we're here. Mm-hmm. Listen to us on your commute. Listen sure. to us during your workout. Listen to us on your walk. If you work from home, listen to us at home while you're. A working. Or, you know what? what? Listen to it while your wife is gabbing away about her day. Yeah, you can have your little ear pods in. She'll never know. She'll never know. Or you know what? You know what? Forget about I want to honor your wife. Do it when your kids are Yeah, yeah there away. you go. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah. maybe your wife would like the show. We gossip yeah. about our neighbors and we talk about cooking and things. Yes. Things that ladies like. Yeah. Anything to add? <laughs> if someone listens to this for the first time... Look, if you're listening for the first time, you've got to go back to the beginning. There's 186 episodes before this one you can listen to, and you'll get it. You'll get you'll it. You'll fall right in line. Right. Uh, bye. Bye. Let's get